So I know you're gonna make a bunch of excuses and say no, but just hear me out. What? All right. Yeah. I want to set you up with a friend of mine. What are you talking about? I'm married, Will. Right. He's, I've been married for a long name's time. Jamie. He's he's really smart. <laughs> it's a he. He's five foot seven. I'm just stop to a making excuses. I knew you. You wouldn't even let me finish. Is he a golfer? No. <laughs> I'm out. Welcome to Will and Jace, a Frasier podcast. I'm married. For the, for the umpteenth time, Will, I'm married. Well, she's never on the podcast. <laughs> How would I know? Uh, this week we are reviewing season four episode, The Deuce. Episode, The Deuce. <laughs> that experimental numbering system they tried in the mid-90s. The episode's called Love Bites Dog, and guess what the original air date was? My birthday! <laughs> September 24th, 1996. Is the day I turned 12. I remember it well. Brum, brum, brum. What was that? Are that you was underwater? The flashback. That was not the flashback that was the sound. Mario, yeah. or Mario drowning I can make music. a flashback sound. You want to hear? Okay. <laughs> but that's going to be all messed up in the levels. <laughs> Just happen to have a wind chime nearby. <laughs> Last week you took a guess as to what this one would be about. Uh, I believe you, you did mention Bulldog in your guess. I did. Yeah. Here's what you had to say. I hate this. <laughs> Edit it worse. Bulldog who is normally such a dog, such a love him and leave him type, really falls in love with whom? With Maris? No, that wouldn't make sense. With Maris's sister. Niles, as part of a plan to get Maris back, Maris, for some reason, will get back with Niles if her sister finds love. It's a 10 things I hate about you situation. They set him up with Bulldog. Bulldog's like, yeah, sure, I'm always good for a one. I cannot do a Bulldog impression. But actually, like, falls in love with the sister, which is good, but then becomes very problematic. So not quite, I mean, you you had the character correct, because yeah. Dog was in the title. So I'm not giving you much credit for this. I'll take my partial. You'll can take I retake part- this quiz? <laughs> you can re- now that you've seen the episode. I'm not going to show up. <laughs> in reality, though. How can I bring this grade up to a B? Here's the synopsis. I know finals were yesterday. The beginning of the episode starts at the radio station with Bulldog on the phone and Frazier not being able to catch a ball. Frazier then goes into the studio and Roz says, I know you're not going to like this, but I have a friend. I'd like to set you guys up together. And Frazier was uh, hesitant at first until Roz mentioned how attractive she was. And then Frazier said, ah, I'll give it a try. So at Cafe Nervosa, they do a little meetup kind of thing and they seem to be hitting it off until Bulldog comes in and spoils the whole thing. And she leaves Frazier for Bulldog. Bulldog and Sharon, is the name of the woman, have a romantic weekend together, and Bulldog actually seems quite smitten with Sharon, uh, so much so that he is starting to think about a future with her when suddenly she breaks up with him. He is left then dealing with that feeling he is not familiar with and is very emotional about the situation, cannot host his show, runs to the men's room, where at first Roz tries to console him, then Niles, and then Frazier eventually does. Frazier snaps him out of it by reminding him that men don't have feelings and then uh, and then he goes back and everything's fine again i think uh, but fraser does lose the reservation at his restaurant which is the real plot of the episode <laughs> go somewhere we don't need a reservation now just slaps him yeah <laughs> so that's the episode great one and let's consult our prediction sheet mm-hmm. the first time we see the men's bathroom set boom which i believe in episode four season one would come up in episode seven of season five what are you talking so, about oh i'm making that up <laughs> you're definitely I, making oh that no up. i don't have any of the notes you know i, I don't keep, write it down i keep the spreadsheets around here all right <laughs> i got 19 terabytes of fraser spreadsheets on my 
my computer. <laughs> that's why I have to keep buying you hard drives. <laughs> Every Christmas, that's my gift. It's like, here's another hard drive for the podcast. Oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's a hard drive. Oh, I was hoping for a big board. Beginning of the episode, I don't know if you noticed this. This is big, big background noticing. I know what's all in caps on my sheet, but I'll let you go. Bonnie Weems. Yep. There's a poster of Bonnie Weems in the background when Bulldog is talking on the I phone. I actually did notice that. Yeah, remember Bonnie? Yeah. She used to get drunk at the Christmas party and Still people would have to drive her home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's she it. Threw <laughs> Fraser over her shoulder, I believe. There's two posters in the hallway. Yep. Bonnie and Frazier. Yeah, Frazier's yeah. is forever. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the moneymaker. <laughs> the money no maker. one can get a bonus because but of Frazier. Because of Frazier. He took all of it. My first note. First of all- Is this the one that's in all caps? No, that's- You'll know. Okay. You'll would, know what's when, the when one you get to that note, all caps. I would like you to read it oh in all God. caps as well. Um, I will. First of all, of what we've seen, assuming there haven't been women in between episodes, which there may well could have been, when was the last time Frasier was with a woman in the show Frasier? Yeah. And I'm have, asking you. And I have the answer to this. Answer. So they kept joking in the episode, well, the tree was up, which I think was a really funny joke that everyone kept bringing that, that back. That was good. Yeah. Oh, I need to order my cards. Um, but it was. The last woman was Kate Costas. Oh, and it was yep. around. And Man. it was, yeah. So, uh, yeah, fun fact, it actually was when the tree was up. Oh, those Frasier writers yeah. are on point. They're on get it, it, Katie Garrison. Yep. Way to go. Uh, She's not a writer. Well, but she's there. Katie Garrettson was not a writer on Frasier, and we never claimed that she was. <laughs> Martin has had sex more recently than Frasier. Oh, yeah. Always a good sting. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, see. he's getting <laughs> he's getting those Muckabees, ladies. Okay. My uh, Muckabees most comfortable shoes ever made, now in ladies. Is that the all caps That one? is all caps. This is how Frasier keeps you on your toes. You think you're slowly ramping into season four? Mm-hmm. Episode two. Yep. Boom. You remember season one, Martin doesn't have comfortable shoes, yep. and that thread's been going? They answer that. They answer it. His hammer toes. Don't have my to his Muckabees! Feet. Now in ladies! Yeah, so this is the Muckabees episode. I let a Frasier factoid slip a couple seasons ago that Martin did enjoy his Muckabees. Here's the payoff, Will. Yep. Was it worth the wait, my uh, friend? Absolutely, actually. That, wow. Wow. That You've been right waiting there. two seasons. Yeah. To see shoes get nuked in the microwave. What an arc. What arc. an arc. This answers all the questions. <laughs> Sorry, I probably shouldn't hit my yeah. coffee on the table. That can Edit be picked out. up by the microphone. So can the wind chimes. That didn't stop you. Hey, we just flashed back. <laughs> so, uh, do you think there'll be a global pandemic? <laughs> I do. I do. Hear me out. <laughs> so the Muckabees. Let's dive right in. Because I got a lot to say about Muckabees. Splish. They have deep flannel lining, yep. which which makes them delightful. They mold around the shape of your foot. They do sound like delightful shoes. Of course. I'll say that. And he says they're great for my hammer toes. Do you know what hammer toes are? That's when your toes go like forward, like claw forward. So, so you smash I can, in the nails. I can see your hand. Yep. But I don't know if the people can. I'm not doing it for them, Jace. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. For those at home, Will has correctly identified hammer toes with his hand. He's 5'7". Also, going back, the first descriptor Roz has Uh for this blind date is this woman's height. Ah, very true. She's 5'7". Yep. Why would you open with that? That matters. (laughs) That seems like detail five. Let me ask you then. How important is height to you? Oh, that's the first detail. But, (laughs) But guys don't care. Some guys do, but you're right. I don't know if that would be the first detail. I think they would open with that. 
She yeah. added a weird order. She did. She's like, she's like, here's her height. She enjoys chess. She's a golfer. Like, she's what? wicked hot. Wicked hot. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to care about this, but uh, she's a hottie. You think that would have actually stopped Fraser? I thought he would have been into well, that. Oh, well, the tree was up. The tree was up. <laughs> Which is just a euphemism now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep using it. Now I want Fraser to have sex. Oh, we all want Fraser to have sex. That's why we keep watching. Yeah. Now at this point, that what, has become an arc. It's what drives the show, really, when you think about it. So anyways, back to Muckabees, because I, I've, I've set aside about 20 to 30 minutes just to talk about Muckabees. I was wondering if they are real. Hammer toes. Do you know if they're real? I would assume no. You'd guess no. And the answer is no. <laughs> they are not real. You are correct on that. <laughs> but there is a lot of speculation that they are based on real shoes. Uh, have you heard of Clark's shoes before? No. So Clark's shoes—they're uh, pretty popular. For like, it, it's a—it's a thing. For, like certain people, they have a devoted following. For I would weird say. footed old men. No, uh, they're fashionable to some. And uh, and old men also yes, mm -hmm. but they they have a certain type of shoe. So Clark's is the brand, but one of their models is called Wallabies. Clockabee. Yeah. So Wallabies, a lot of people speculate, might be what Muckabees were based on. I looked up a picture. Could be. I'm glad you were trolling the forums on this one. I was. Yeah. There was <laughs> there's believe it or not, there's a whole Reddit thread devoted to. I believe that completely. <laughs> so Martin is reading. That's where I've been the last two hours. I liked at the beginning when Bulldog tosses Frazier a ball and he yes. just hopelessly cannot fumble it. it. So this is what I, you remember back in season one. When Frazier knew things about sports. Exactly. He was giving high fives, yep. knew things about sports. And Good I was cheers. like, this looks off. So we're getting to the point where, where it's the Frazier that I know and love. Yes. Yeah. We're Season four, we had a dinner party, and Frazier knew aggressively nothing about sports. You see, this is my my Frazier yeah. sweet like spot. Like if you lived in Boston for ten years, you would know enough about the Yankees by just the hatred of the city <laughs> oozing out of every orifice. CC. Is that how you say that? Yeah, it's the plural. Okay. Oh, we saw Sad Eddie. Oh, oh Eddie, little very Moose. Sad. That was good. Yeah. What a performance, though, by Moose. His the Oscar goes to. He's nothing if not a professional. This dog in season four, episode two of Frasier's, the Muckabee incident. Yeah, his tongue was out. His tongue is always out. That can't be easy. I think those terriers just have, I don't know, dry tongues. Wait, wait. So you're saying <laughs> you're saying that uh, a certain type of terrier, Jack Russell terriers, yep. are born with dry tongue. So they have to have it out all the time to absorb the water from the air. So that and and it would get less dry by sticking it mm -hmm. out. It's mm -hmm. my thesis. I'd like you to do me a favor. Just yep. stick your tongue out. Is uh, it less dry or more dry? Well, I don't have a control. I need a control. I don't know how dry it was before. Will's actually doing this for of those. Of this am. is not a bit. Of course I am. You <laughs> little bit of drool just me. fell. Maybe it does work. That's why we have the pop filter. That's not why. That's we have exactly pop why. Oh man, I should have made you buy your own. Back at the condo. You know, Eddie was really sad, and then Martin forgave him and said, you'll always be my very best boy. And then Frazier walked in. Yeah. It's got to be a constant source of uh, frustration for no, Frazier. no problem telling Eddie he loves him. Do you have any uh, pets that your parents love more than you? Uh, my dog growing up was definitely, like, child level. Okay. What, about, what about your brother? The dog might have outranked my brother. Okay, so you... It, it might have gone me, yeah, dog, dog brother. my brother, okay. yeah. Fair. Bronze metal is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> nothing wrong with a good old bronze. Unless you're allergic to bronze. Hi-yo! Yeah. Edit it out. Allergies. I was actually just struck, because when she microbes the Muckabees, even though I know it's 1996, that's such a non-issue to me. Just like, yeah, just order some more Muckabees online. Yeah, go to- but, like, driving around the store's clothes, like, now what do we do? Go to Muckabees.com. Yeah, it was very like, oh, right. 
You know, now the that physical I, store. Now that I said that out loud, I'm very surprised I didn't try to go to muckabees.com when yeah, I was what researching. Are you doing? Yeah, oh, I'm falling off. Okay. Yeah. Season two Jace would have done that. Well, <laughs> all right, we're just waiting. It's a fetish site. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and it's porn. And it's it's porn. porn. We tried. Stupid internet. Gets me every time. <laughs> Does. Anyways, I'll be back in twenty or thirty. And we're back. Hey, oh man. In this episode, Fraser mentions, you know, if Mr. Blackwell comes by, I'll be sure to create a diversion. Did you get that uh, reference? No. I actually did. I vaguely the remember debt this. collector from The Sound of Music? Not quite. It's a reference to Richard Blackwell, who was a fashion critic. Uh, he passed away in 2008, but he was a longtime fashion critic, and he was very famous. Every January, he would release the worst dressed women list. Okay. Yeah. Where it was just like the, the fashion faux pas list or whatever. You know, I can't believe I wore this to the awards show or whatever. But it was very popular and very famous. Like, like everyone would wait for the Blackwell list to come oh, yeah. out. So, so that's the reference there. I mean, we have been making the worst dressed podcast host list. <laughs> Three years in a row now. Will is wearing a red plaid shirt, a Giants hat. And Jason is at a Dodgers game. (laughs) Actively. Foam finger. Go Dodgers! Be nuts! Get your pod nuts here. Pod nuts. Roz and Niles have the same belt. Yeah. That was a good joke. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite jokes, maybe my favorite joke from this episode is Niles' ad. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty you good. You know exactly where that oh, is going. Yeah. Immediately. You, you knew that it would somehow backfire, but I think that what they came up with was pretty funny. Yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah. Hung specialist. Hung specialist. <laughs> Couples, groups, like a telephone. So we get to meet the setup, the date, Sharon. Yes. Sharon Payton is her name, apparently a LPGA golfer. Yep. Uh, impressions of Sharon. Oh, yeah. One of those sitcom people of just like, why are you single? <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, I'm a stunning pro golfer. She did look... Impossible to find a man in Seattle. She did look delightful. Uh, <laughs> we've talked this about... the creepiest way to say attractive. I don't know why. That is not... I can do creepier. I bet you can. <laughs> yeah. She is just a full plate of syrup. Check out those yams. <laughs> no. Those yams make me want to be a vegetarian. This is why I keep trying to set you up. But you keep making excuses. Like you have a Dodgers game to go to. We've talked about a lot of the hunk guys in this show that have come in, right? Yep. We got the, what was what was Daphne's boyfriend briefly? Oh, I don't know. The one where she had their six month anniversary yeah. with Joe. Joe. And then between seasons, Joe was killed by sharks. Exactly. Well, and she mourned and moved on. So an example, uh, Joe. But, you know, your impression of Joe was like, he's not nah. he's not like head over heels, like attractive. Like, yeah. like people see him in Frasier and like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I disagree when it comes to the females. Oh, yeah, we've always... No, no, we've never compromised on that as a society. Don't worry. (laughs) Go back 100 years, and the men's beauty contest is just like, my name's Chuck. Yeah. Frazier says it might be hard to believe that when I was in high school, I was rather unathletic and bookish. Oh, really? I find that not hard to believe. He was tall. Mm-hmm. You think that gets... It's amazing that Bulldog is the jock and Frazier is the nerd because he just towers over him. That's true. Which is kind of part of the fun. Who would win in a fight? Bulldog, because he just gets low and he's scrap. I mean, you see him smack his head on stuff. That's true. He's scrappy and fast. He's in there to win it. Yeah, I think Frazier just goes down hard and fast. Or just runs... Well, I don't know. He did fight Derek Mann. He did. Yeah, it was broken up by the police, though. I think if, if Frazier has... He's got all that mass. We know he has the mass. He might That's just, not the he issue. He might be able to just, I don't know, just haymaker him and end it. But I don't know. I don't think Frazier has... Well, Frazier does have the rage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? They both have rage. It could go either way. It could it'd be close, closer than you think. If starts that fight, I think he could get there. Season 5, Episode 4, The Fight. 
Frazier talks about playing air violin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we get the payoff in the credits uh, of him playing. Payoff is a strong word. <laughs> I thought it was great playing air violin. Do you ever play any air uh, instruments? No, I don't play instruments, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it, you can still play air instruments. I don't know if you knew this. You don't have to actually play it. That's kind of the, the beauty, actually, oh, of an air instrument. I didn't understand that. You think that, like, if you tried, people would be like, actually, that's not no, where that's your fingers not, go. Your fingering is all <laughs> wrong. Let me let me ask you this: If you did play an air instrument, what instrument would be your go-to? Guitar, because it's just okay. like the coolest. I disagree. I actually play guitar in real life, but I think my air go-to instrument is drums. I do this often, where I'm just. Could you, you narrate can't this? See this right now, yeah. Jason is very excitedly. It's the Strokes. It's definitely the Strokes. <laughs> Bulldog in love. Bulldog. Another sitcom. It's been a weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think that even counts as a breakup. Yeah. I believe it for Bulldog, though, because his emotions he change. He so hot. Exactly, yeah. right? So he, he's, he's one extreme or another, it seems, that character. Yes. So more so with his character than the other sitcom characters that fall in love so quickly. At least it sort of makes sense. Oh, he also had the line, I've never felt like this before, stealing Fraser's lane. Right. But feeling... <laughs> everything and immediately something tells me if uh like when he first met sharon at cafe nervosa and they were hitting it off for a minute like if, if niles would have walked in fraser would have said i've never felt like this before <laughs> probably <laughs> fraser have you felt before <laughs> she likes my show i've never felt like this every before. emotion fully unique bulldog in love says suddenly all the songs on the radio make sense yes mm-hmm. and specifically he mentioned the song time in a bottle uh, do you know that song? I do. Yeah, it's by Jim Croce. I've seen X-Men First Class. Uh, so I looked up the lyrics. Uh, okay. Yeah. See if they make sense to you. If I could save time. Copyright in a- infringement. Uh, time in a Wh- Bottle is the property of Jim Croce. Uh, Frazier and Shears are the official property of NBC, CBS, and the Wayland yutani Corporation. Please podcast. support the official release. Okay. Can I had to do that. Can I read the lyrics? Um, you can try. I'll okay. probably do that again. Okay. <clears throat> if I could save time in a bottle... The first thing I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. That is sweet. That is kind of nice. It's a very well-written song. I did I did read the lyrics we and We just cry. got charged $4,000. Yeah, it was worth it. It was. It is a, a beautiful song. <laughs> Shouldn't have bought those peanuts. Feeling pretty stupid now. So you were mentioning, like, if, you know, the shoes were damaged in the microwave. Yes. The Muckabee shoes. Have you ever microwaved clothing? No, although I do wear shoes you can put in the wash. Okay. Have you done it? Yes. And it worked okay? It did. Okay. I should do it more. They're very muddy. It seems- but who's going to see them? You? <laughs> I thought, I don't think I've ever put clothing in the microwave no, either. No, it seems like that exact thing would happen. Right. I guess in theory it would work if it was brief, right? Yes. Should we try it? All right. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess it, what started the fire was uh, I put, put like, a shirt in there to test for our podcast if clothing would be in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Moving. like, uh, Season 4 of Frage, Episode 2, Love Bites Dog. That's the one, Doing yeah. something like that? Yeah. All right. This happened a lot? Yeah, yeah, this happens all the time. We get at least one call a week. Anyway, so the Muckabees are damaged, and they can't just go on the internet. No. Can't just do that to buy, buy new shoes. They have to go around and search for the store. Which Martin doesn't remember where it is. Yep. Eventually, they do find it, though, and it is closed down. Of course. Here's something that I was actually really surprised by. On the front of the store, there was, like, a for lease sign, and there was a phone number. And it was not, like, a 555 phone number that you normally, you know, would see Did in a television. call this phone It number? was a legit phone number. 
and you better believe I called it. The phone number for those that are curious, 206, which is Seattle area oh code, God. 901-7266. And so I dialed the phone number and talked to a delightful person. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> it's actually, uh, it is actually a phone number now for a Kaiser Permanente like hospital. Thrive. Yeah. Hello, sir. Were you referred by a physician or by season four, episode two, Love Bites Dog? Turns out uh, they are quite busy at hospitals, and I probably shouldn't be calling them to test Podcara uh, Fraser phone number. Yeah, we can get you in for a test. There's a homeless man out front of the Muckabees store. Yeah. And that was odd. That was the end of the Muckabees arc. Guess him. Do it. The end. What was Thus, I don't what was know. That? that was. <laughs> Again, many times in Fraser, when they kind of divided up into thirds. So Bulldog and Fraser is the A story. That's the B story. Mm-hmm. Niles's ad is the C story. The C story kind of gets the third act yeah. of the B story. And the B story <laughs> has like beat one, two, done. Done. Like that was very much the middle. And yeah. then it's like, did she kiss him? Did he get Muckabees? Who cares? It's about the journey. Prediction for you. <laughs> did Do he you, get his Muckabees? Did he get his Muckabees? No. Will, will Muckabees be brought up again? No, that was the end of the arc. Okay. I felt really satisfied by that. I don't think there's let more just, to say. Let me just throw one out there for okay. you. Okay. What, what about right. like surprise Christmas present next year? Someone gets him some Muckabees. You do have a lot of joy in your eyes, but your house is smoldering and you've inhaled a lot of smoke. I don't care how many houses this podcast cost me. I enjoy doing it. So, so, so this was your second house here? The second house, yeah. All right. It happens to us all the time. Insurance can get that. The first one was because I tried to turn it into a restaurant. Right, yeah. And someone drove right through it. And, the, yeah. and we put too much alcohol in the cherries Jubilee. Right, Jubilee. And then you had the eels and the power went out because electric eels. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've been in this business 20 years, so heard them all. Which is not long enough to have covered Frasier. <laughs> no. I, uh, I missed seasons 9 through 11, and that's when it really, wow. Wowie wow. A lot of calls. A lot of calls. I'm a big fan of your podcast. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I want to set you with my sister. She's 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Five, oh, six. That's all I need to hear. That's why I thought so, <laughs> Mr. Uppity. We get to see Bulldog's producer. I, that is my next no. <laughs> He's alive. Too. He is alive and well. Uh, last time we saw Bulldog's producer, we actually saw him twice in season three. The first time we saw him, season three, episode two, Shrink Wrap. And you predicted that not only would we see him again, which we have, he predicted that he would become a bigger character. I'd say he, that I'm right. <laughs> he had a line in this episode, maybe a couple. So I think that is technically a bigger character because now he's at least speaking a little bit. Do you think that we will continue to see him? Yes. Do you think that he will continue to become a bigger character? Yes, in this like most gentle of slopes of co- of bigger character. So he'll have like at least two to three lines. In the way that barista is still barista, but like she's, she's handles a muffin. Are you talking about the amazing actor Luck Hari who plays waitress? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Waitress. When Bulldog runs off, it would have made a lot more sense for Roz to cover that show. I know. But how great is but it? It's great. Fra- it's, would you like to see a whole episode where Frazier was doing the sports show? Yes. <laughs> that was a good joke of do you agree with this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Boom. He did about as well as we'd expect. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, when he's hosting the sports show, a caller calls in. And says, the Seahawks are thinking of leaving again. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a real story. That's always a real story. Yeah. Well, it was in 1990. So again, this episode aired in September of 96. Went down a bit of a rabbit hole. In February of 1996, there was an article in the Los Angeles Times that was titled, Seahawks Vow to Leave Seattle, about the current owner of the Seahawks, Ken Baring, and he said that he was going to move the team from Seattle to Los Angeles, Anaheim specifically. And he went- get rams Exactly. I think the the Rams had just left 
to go to St. Louis, and so they were trying to replace them, so the Seahawks were going to go. He went so far, this wasn't just an empty threat, he went so far as to agree to the move and to lock, change the locks on the practice facility Ooh. in Seattle, what so a, the players were locked out. Dudes are so awful. Yeah. I hate them so much. This wound up in court, however, and the move obviously never happened, and, and Ken sold the team to Paul Allen of Microsoft fame, and the Seahawks stayed in Seattle because of Paul Allen. So anyways, that was all happening in 96, so that's why that call made sense. When the podcast takes off and we become billionaires, mm-hmm. I'm excited to like be too hungover that I'm like, I'm moving the team to Honolulu. <laughs> I'm the news cycle today. So I'm turning off my phone. Who are you, Ken Baring? <laughs> Just for that, Atlantis. <laughs> the Atlantis Sharks now. Think of all the scuba gear you'd have to buy. <laughs> I already bought it. I'm that rich. Yeah, I'm scuba rich. I bought scuba, scuba gear so now. that my sports team can move to a fictional underground place. <laughs> That's pl- how rich I am. They planned an oil rig that I built. <laughs> I got the idea from a Bond movie. Bulldog is weeping in the men's room. Yes. And Roz just busts right in there. Yes. And <laughs> we see a man peeing at the urinal. His name is Leonard. Yeah. And she goes, come on, Leonard, it's not like you haven't fantasized about this. What, that you burst in while I'm peeing at work? And then what? Do you ever have that fantasy? <laughs> yes. The one where you're peeing at a urinal and someone bursts into the men's room? That's a real nightmare. I used to have a, <laughs> a boss that we were just on the same, like, pee rhythm. I'm very curious where this story's going. <laughs> we would always be at the urinals next to each other, and he would talk to me. And I do not like being, like, I can't. I'm one of those. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of a shy peer. And this is great for like, me to know, actually. I can't wait next time we stop. pee together. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, hey, Wait. Will, from, from the podcast? Oh, man. How's it going down there? What I, Everything coming out okay? Now that it's the <laughs> pandemic, I have to pee quite a bit, and I have to pee outside mm-hmm. because of the deadly, deadly virus, and I have to enter, like, the astral plane to do it. It is it's like, okay, enter a meditative state. Let's just say- Everyone is hundreds of miles away. Let's just say that the plants in my yard have grown much better since we've yes. been recording outside. And, uh, <laughs> watered a pomegranate tree uh, yeah <laughs> who knew i had one i planted it but he would just be talking to me about his kids and i'm like i i don't know what to do roz tries to give some advice wasn't really going anywhere niles comes in he wants to make his reservation attempts to sort of give some counseling yeah it's interesting because again this would be the time where fraser would be very effective it's like come on doc give me 40 seconds of advice do the thing you do professionally and fraser just can't Frazier comes in and tries to, you know, talk to him as a psychiatrist or a hopeless academic, yes. <laughs> uh, as he is. I published a paper. And then Bulldog was like, just talk to me like a dude. Like and then he was guy. like, screw her, man. Boo women. You don't need uh, women. Yeah. yeah. She's just, just a bitch. Where do they go when you close your eyes, right? Like, who, they could be anywhere. Who needs women when you got Muckabees.com? Muckabees.com. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't age particularly well. A lot of things. I don't know. There's it's, a few of those. It's fine, but whatever. It's not, not my favorite ending to the episode. <laughs> of gold, silver, and bronze medal of didn't age well, we have Kiss the Homeless, a female <laughs> golfer. Are you sure she's not a lesbian? And Boo Women. And the gold medal goes to Boo Women. <laughs> Bronze is nothing to sneeze at, though. No, it's not. Unless you're allergic to bronze. <laughs> hi oh, What a joke! Uh, Frazier then tries to talk to Niles, as he would Bulldog, and Niles slaps him. Good for Niles. Good for Niles. Calm down. Yep. Very sitcom-y, slapping yes. someone's back into sense, oh, yeah. I guess. Uh, so here's the picture I've got for you to paint for us all. Is that the best way to say that? <laughs> yes, we're in it now. <laughs> we're in it now. Uh, so Leonard was peeing yes. at the urinal, and I was just like, hmm, Leonard. What's his story? Right. So what's his story, Will? 
Oh, well, let me tell you. Leonard's in accounting, and uh, I actually got a dusted off a uh, forgotten Fraser script from season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Leonard episode. The Leonard episode. Okay. Hey, Leonard. No. Oh, hey, Mike. How's it going? How's it going? Going well. Going well. How's your weekend? Oh, the best weekend I've had in a long time. Oh yeah, uh, what'd you get some, up to? Spent some time at the church. I uh, spent Great. some time outside the church, uh, and then I uh, went home and prayed. That's pretty nice. That was pretty nice. I weekend. was able to get out to the coast hmm. with my dog and run on the beach. Sounds nice. Yeah, really relaxing. Yeah. Hey, you um, you ever think about uh, the producer Roz? Oh, um, yeah, the Fraser Crane show. Roz is a very nice woman. Yes, yeah, I, you ever think about uh, when you're peeing, her coming into the men's room and uh, slamming your head into the wall and saying, "I know you stole the jewels," and then zip tying your hands. I mean, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you later. Goodbye, bye, Leonard. Guy seems like a delight to work with. He seems really fun. Yeah, you know. he always kind of naturally leads the conversation into that. Prediction. <laughs> Will we see Leonard again? No. <laughs> of course we're not going to see Leonard it? again. That should have been Noel the Mole. It definitely, yeah. Should have been Noel. Could they not get him for this episode? Hashtag should have been Noel. Should have been Noel. Hashtag justice for Noel. Okay, I got some fun facts for you about mm-hmm. this episode. Our guy Dan Butler. I know you're a big Dan Butler fan. I'm the, the biggest Dan Butler fan. This episode is the first episode to feature Dan Butler's name in the opening credits. Cool. How about that? So you predicted at some point you thought, you thought he was going to become a bigger character. Because Hulu puts him on the main thing. The picture. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's the promo, like with promo the photo. Scoobies. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. So anyways, he's on his way. He's in the opening credits. That's pretty good. Hey, Dan. Dan. Yeah, this is Dan Butler. What the hell? Am I a wizard? Are you kidding me? I'm just kidding. Am I a wizard? Dan, is that you? No, it's really Dan Butler. The reason that my name was in the opening credits was contractual. I was a recurring contracted player that year. And so every time I was on the show, they... Put it up front, and yeah, it was a it was a big deal. It was cool uh, being there with friends. Oh my gosh! 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 I've awakened my wizard power. Anyways, uh, this is fantastic, everybody. We're going to have an interview with Dan Butler, the actor that played Bulldog. Uh, coming up, just keep an eye out for that. We actually are gonna do like Will's dream interview. I'm so excited. This is this is amazing. I hope they don't. This know is amazing. We don't have any money? Huh. Uh, anyways, uh, we're doing fun facts. All right. So fun fact, fun fact. Mm, the callers in this episode, uh, it, it was the sports show, so they were sports callers yes. that called in. One of them was Julius Irving, Dr. J. You might remember that name. He was a famous basketball player, but he was referenced in an earlier Frasier episode, uh, season three episode, Leapin' Lizards, and they, they fooled Frasier into thinking that he was a doctor. Yes. Remember that, but he was actually a basketball player. That's Anyways, true. they actually got him to call in this cool. time. Yep. So Dr. J was one of the callers. The other two callers, also sports related, Marv Albert, who is sports announcer, basketball announcer, and Bob Costas. Cool. The Olympics guy and, and all Kate sports. Costas. It, I don't think that's how, well, maybe. Bob? Costas? <laughs> nope, that didn't work. Oh, well, I okay. guess it only works with Frazier people. My ma- I can only do it once a day. <laughs> My powers have limits. So what's your rating for this episode? Ooh, giving it a 3.5. Okay. I like this one. So we calibrated our ratings. Remember? So we decided we decided three was the... I said 2.5 decided, was my like average. So you said 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Above average. I enjoyed it. I actually went three on this one. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's was, it was pretty average run-of-the-mill Frasier for me. Uh, I laughed at the Niles ad thing. I'm I giving always, it more butler points than you are. I, I always enjoy Bulldog, but I, I didn't think the ending held up that great. You know, and, yeah. and they just kind of left the Muckabee story. It really I was does all get over. a Muckabee's ding. Yeah. Guess <laughs> him. It's the old Muckabee's. The end. Yeah. Okay. 
So next episode is called The Impossible Dream. And I'm going to send you a picture now as you make your prediction so you can make the prediction based on the picture. So what okay. do you think season four, episode three, The Impossible Dream is okay. about? Can you describe the picture for everybody? It is. Frazier and Gil are in bed together. <laughs> Frazier is shirtless. Gil is wearing a wife beater. Gil is like very red. Like, Gil has been doing stuff. Mm. Frazier is very disheveled. Um, okay, this is 1996, so Frasier is having sex dreams about Gil Chesterton and is does not comfortable in the dream or in life that the dream is happening, but can't talk to anyone about it because it's so embarrassing for Frasier because everyone just assumes he's gay anyway, and just kind of, and it turns out to be about something else. It's about a restaurant he can't get into, and that's the episode. Very, very close. Yes, he. It, it might be one of your closer predictions. Hell yeah. yes. I mean, picture helps. I knew that the picture was going to give away some of it. Was such a good picture. It's coming up next week. The Impossible Dream. Until then, we, we got a bulldog interview coming bulldog up, everybody. Interview. So that's that's going to be uh, coming around the pike soon. Oh, and by the way, can I shout something out? Shout. This is a while ago. So we record, you know, we record a bunch of episodes at once, uh, and sometimes people respond to things from our episodes, but we can't respond until until we get a chance to so i apologize for the delayed response on this but we asked a question in the season three episode police story we were like we're not sure when fraser's birthday actually is and we kind of threw it out like to our listeners does anyone actually know when fraser's birthday is well our listeners don't let us down one of our listeners on twitter brad responded multiple times <laughs> to the question and said note that Frazier turns 43 in this episode which aired April of 1996 in season 4 episode 24 which is coming up he says that he's 43 so it seems to have been a long year he goes on to say that his age is contradicted a couple times in Frazier but we can assume that his birthday is in April because once he said that he has shares a date of his birthday with someone from the royal family mm. and Brad like dove right in and, like, found the birthday of the person in the royal family. So there's some continuity errors that pop up because of this. He has been eternal 43. But I just want to say thank you, Brad, for actually spending time and, and looking that up. That's, thank that's, you, Brad. That's pretty awesome. So, Brad, you are our listener of the week. Yeah! I never win. Follow us on social media, if you can, Twitter and Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Anyways, we'll be back next week with that episode, and I'm done. No more.